When you're developing with Azure Digital Twins, you spend a lot of time dealing with the models and the twins in the DTDL format. Jason from Telstra is here to show us a library that him and his team have open sourced that will make that work way easier. This is today on the IoT Show. Hey, hi, everyone. This is the IoT Show. I'm Olivier, your host. And today I'm joined by Jason from Telstra to talk about developing for digital twins. Jason, how are you? I'm good, Olivier. How are you? I'm, I'm great. Uh, enjoying the Seattle weather in uh, this October, uh, which is a bit chill already. How about you? Where are you calling from? I'm calling from Sydney, Australia. And the weather here is pretty good. Well, you have summer coming up, right? Yeah, yeah. Here it uh, is a bit stormy in the summer, though. It's their oh, wet yeah. season, as they call it. I don't want to stop complaining. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so a little bit more about yourself. Like we know where you're coming from and where you're calling us from. But what are you doing in life? What is your job? Who are you working for? Yeah, I work for a great company called Telstra. They're Australia's largest telecommunications company. Um, there, I'm uh, uh, IoT software architect. So I work really closely with their delivery teams to help build out new IoT offerings at scale for multiple customers. Nice. So you've been one of the early adopters of the Azure Digital Twins service. And um, while working with Digital Twins, um, you know, you've been taking an approach which is very interesting, which is a developer approach on how to work with models and twins uh, and the service. And uh, so... Tell me more a bit about you know what it was for you to uh, work with Digital Twins. What was the experience? What were your your uh, your takeaways? Well, um, for me, it was new. Uh, some elements of it. I most of my career, I've been involved in real time systems and telemetry systems, and so I, I was fairly familiar with that side. But the the approach that Microsoft's taken was very unique with real-time digital twins. Uh, and so I, I spent some time getting to understand it and trying to understand how we would bring this to market, how we would train our development teams, where we would emphasize and invest our time to be different, and where we would um, you know, wait for Microsoft to deliver certain elements um, in, in alignment with them. And so uh, my experience was pretty good, actually. Uh, what we found, though, was that there was some some harder elements that for developers to understand. Okay. Well, especially as you were describing embedded developers, right? Because myself, when I first arrived in the Azure team, was coming from the Windows Embedded Group, and I was like, "What's going on here?" I I'm, I was not really comfortable with the cloud and and uh, what it took to develop for the cloud. So. Tell us a bit about um, what you identify as the main tasks. What is the digital twins developer life looking like? Yeah, so um, digital twins developers are often thinking about the models, like the ontologies, as we call them. That's uh, yeah. the class, think static structure of, of, uh, of classes and how they relate. And then we also think about how we're going to represent changes in those models as events. 
And so as these changes happen in real time in the models, they, they, they trigger events. And then you have to handle those events to cause some functionality. So most of the time is it, in the initial stages is spent figuring that out for the problem that you're solving. Okay. So I, you showed me a very interesting slide earlier on, right, about, you know, what kind of tasks, uh, you know, you were spending your time on. Um, yeah. So how about you start walking us through, you know, what is that day-to-day -day of a digital twins developer looking like? Yeah. So what we found is that there's a, a fair bit of time that we would spend um, putting together, it's kind of like the schema for digital twins. It's in a language called DTDL, which is a JSON based language or JSON-LD based language. And to do that, we spent a lot of time on the twin model creation. That's kind of like the template of the class or of the, of the digital twin. It's think in the case, like if you had an example of a building, um, the building would be the model and individual instances of a building would be the twins. Yep. Okay, so a lot of time spent um, creating those models then you have to spend some time reading and writing, writing all the code to, to read and write those, the instances of the models. Um, that's the code to read and write twins. And then we found um, that as um, projects progressed that we had to make changes. And that required going back in to update those areas. And those weren't areas that we were, we would normally update for other development efforts. And so they were, there was kind of like additional work, I guess. Mm -hmm. And then we had the deployment of them. So we were pretty big um, proponents of CI, CD, and DevSecOps and progressive DevOps practices. So we needed to get this properly automated in our pipelines mm -hmm. so that it would auto-deploy the twin models to Azure Digital Twins. Um, when it was uh, when it was released to different environments. Okay, and and as you were as the slide is actually saying, there's not not enough time in a day, and so you <laughs> I understand have been uh, implementing some very interesting library that uh, not only you developed with your teams but also made available as a GitHub um, project. And so um, you know, tell me more about how you approach the problem and uh, how you develop that library that we're gonna we're gonna see a demo off soon. Yeah, so the honestly, it was just trying to think of ways that developers think already to mm -hmm. that overlap with what's needed. Um, trying to to align correctly so that we minimize the amount of time, but it, it still is a fit for purpose approach. And so what we what we found was that uh, entity framework core and the entity framework code first approach was was pretty um, most .NET developers know it. Mm -hmm. It's pretty common, especially senior ones. So by taking that approach, um, we were able to develop a code first uh, digital twins uh, library that we then open sourced and made available okay. to the public. Well, you're going to have to walk me through then. Uh, okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, did you want me to show you the DTDL? What the DTL looks like first, or you want me to go right into the code? Yeah, yeah. So let's let's look. Let's imagine we are you know new to digital twins. We understand the concepts. Uh, things are based on JSON LD, uh, which you know you can imagine as a developer, you're going to start doing serialization, deserialization, and so on. 
But yeah, you can definitely, I like the way you were saying, you were describing, uh, you know, the twins models uh, as, you know, hey, this is a building and you have uh, you have a twin in there, which is this and that. I, th I think this was a good starting point. So let's look at, you know, a model and uh, in the TDL and let's see how the library will help developers manage and work with that model using code. Okay, well, I created this one as an example to, to share today. Mm -hmm. Um, it's just an example building. Um, it's actually a cut down version of one of the, the models that we use in our one of our solutions um, called Smart Spaces. And you can see here, I mean, it is JSON, mm -hmm. but it's broken down. It has the initial properties that describe the model. Then it has the contents. Contents is really about the, if you're using reflection on a class, it's the property info and method info of a class. So here you can see there's different properties described, name, address, city, state, zip code. And then down here, you'll see a different one, a relationship. And this is a relationship to another model, uh, to a floor. Okay. Yeah, I like so, the way you're, you're talking about classes and reflection and so on. So it's really the developer hat talking here. It's what developers know. Yeah, so. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, speak their language, yeah. Yeah, but that's interesting because that's the way you approach it. Other people might approach it differently, and and so you're approaching it like mm -hmm. that. So, what were the next steps for you once you've been looking at the model like that? Yeah, so the next step was so this was pretty straightforward to understand, but mm -hmm. there was there's there's really two types of of ways to to serialize um, code first uh, classes, and that's first as the model, and then second as an actual twin or an instance mm -hmm. of the class. Okay. And this is what the DTDL looks like for an example twin. So you can see it's got its own special ID that's different from the model ID here. It has an E tag. It has, and then it has a name, address, city, state, and zip code. And notice it does not show any floors in, in the schema here or in the JSON. Uh, that's because you update your relationships independently of the of the twin. Okay. Um, because it's a graph, relationships are first class, so that they're, they're much like, if you think of it a bit more like, um, they're kind of like first class citizens. And those familiar with the database think of it kind of like they have their own table. You can have okay. uh, fields associated with them, etc. Okay, makes sense. Okay, so from the here, you have looked at the model, you have looked at the twin, um, you know, and um, what's next? All right, so this is the this is essentially what we would write if we were going to write something for um, Entity Framework. Might okay. be a little bit simpler than what we would do in production for Entity Framework. Uh, but as you can see, uh, for C sharp developers, this is speaking their language. <laughs> It is, right? Uh, yeah, <laughs> C-sharp. Um, well, what we did is to, to make things a little bit easier on ourselves for writing the serialization code, easier on myself, because I wrote a lot of it. Um, we we used attributes instead of directly reflecting the entire class. Um, so we created a digital twin attribute. In that digital twin attribute, you can provide some of the metadata that's mm -hmm. normally available to a model, a twin model. For example, a version in okay. Zer Digital Twins, you can have many versions of the same thing. Yep. And all of them can be live. 
as well as a display name and a bunch of other fields that, that are optional. Okay. And, th and then we instrument each, I mean, we um, decorate each property with a twin property. And then down here, you'll see at the bottom, uh, we decorate this one with a twin relationship. Pretty straightforward. Yeah. Um, and so, did you want me to go through the, the benefits to DevOps oh, as well? As well? Carry okay, on, so, carry on. I, I like where right. you're going. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so once you have this, like I said, one of the biggest benefits is getting into DevOps. So, yep. um, and so we we take the the builds, the the source of truth, essentially mm -hmm. for our twin models, and we serialize those into DTDL, and then we auto deploy those into ADT. And we right. we have a just by um, like a standard practice that we we ask all all the teams to follow. We break those models up into two types: what we call ontology-specific models mm -hmm. and um, device-specific models. And that keeps things from getting too complicated because as as things grow here, the twin graphs get, can be very large and unwieldy. Yep. Yeah, but the interesting thing is by managing them from, you know, using DevOps and using code, you can actually scale, you know, and uh, in, in a way that is is easier to grasp and understand rather than the visual way of doing, right? Because we always talk about digital twins by showing the digital twin explorer where you can see, you know, this very complicated graph of like many nodes connecting with each other with nice lines in between and so on. But it's okay for you know a, a small house or building, but then you start getting lost, you know, really rapidly into that visual uh, way of of uh, of seeing the, the yeah. twin, and and you cannot do everything manually in there with the digital twins explorer, right? Actually, digital twins explorer is pretty powerful. Uh, when we started, it wasn't as far along as it is now, mm -hmm. uh, and it's 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 quite robust now, actually. It's got its own. Did you want me to bring that up? Um, yeah, yeah, sure. yeah. Because I think it's interesting to to you know see it in parallel as well for the same kind of models and uh, for, for for people especially who are not familiar with digital twins to understand what's going on here. All right. So I brought up um, this is one. Uh, it's a play environment that we work in at Telstra that has some example models in it uh, mm -hmm. and twins, just to to show you. Um, the Digital Twin Explorer. Okay. Yep. You can see here, There's it shows you the exact instances, it shows you the relationships. As you yep. click on these, you'll see the the fields over on the right-hand side. This is actually right out of JSON. Yep. Actually, you, you just saw the DTDL example, so yeah. use your yeah, imagination. Should, should look familiar, right? <laughs> yeah. And then you have a model graph, which is, um, is, a, is the class uh, mm -hmm. view. Yeah, which it's loading. You can see it keeps all the relationships, makes them visual. And then it's nice enough to show you these on the left side here. Um, okay. So that you can then work with them. So you can actually create instances directly from here of individual okay. models, and you can upload your own models. Okay. If you if you have the DTDL, 
Yep, yep. So you can do the you can do things. Uh, I agree with you. Was was Digital Explorer? Digital Twins Explorer. Mm. Uh, maybe it was a bit harsh on this one. Um, but as you were saying, you know, you're going to start working with different version of models uh, and 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 twins, and you will definitely want to integrate that into your dev process. So DevOps integration uh, is yeah. This isn't fit for purpose for that. Agreed. Yeah, it's, it's great for exploration. Exactly. Great for exploration, not so much for, and, and you can still do things, right? You can, you can do queries in there and test them and see how they work. But at the end of the day, what you want to do is code and leverage these queries that invoke exactly. functionality of the service, right? Yep. Yeah. But still you have that step, which is working with the, the JSON LD or DTDL files, uh, you know, which in your code might not be trivial. You can do that. It's JSON, right? So you could definitely just serialize, deserialize with your preferred tool uh but you know your library actually does more so why not using it yeah there's there's certain out of the box functionality for um serializing some some for productively working with the twins the instances of the models uh, becomes out of the box now from the azure team which is quite good and we just extended on that to add the model capability um, and a little bit more around the, the instance side. Nice, nice. So do you want to walk us through what this library looks like in terms of APIs and so on? Yeah, yeah, definitely. So I guess I'll just start with um, maybe a, a unit test mm -hmm. um, example. So this is a simple unit test that does two things. It, it serializes a model, and then it creates an instance of that model and serializes it as well and writes it to the output. As you can see, creating the instance is exactly like you would create anything else um, in C-sharp. Mm -hmm. So let's go ahead and run that. As you can see here, this is the, the model that was generated. Okay. Just like we showed you in the slide. And then here's the DTDL um, for the instance. Perfect. And you took what two lines of code? Yeah. <laughs> Super simple. <laughs> bam, bam. <laughs> we also Easy. benchmark this heavily, and I have those here if you'd like to see that as well. Using uh, and, and by the way, button. I have to say I love that you're you're doing a demo in a unit test. It tells people about you know how you develop and how you approach development. Like I I like that. Yeah. Trying to, to do, do the right thing, set a good example for the rest of the teams. Yeah, exactly. Uh, anything else you wanted to highlight in the library real quick? Uh, well, I'm happy to go through more of the code if you want, but... Um, we, we can go a little bit more. We're already, uh, we're already uh, sometime into the presentation. I think people um, are getting it anyways. I think we are at a stage where they're just yeah, like, okay, too. so now I need to go test it and try it out. Uh, more than that, Jason, uh, you open sourced it. So why? I mean, you've been developing that library and uh, and in in your day to day and for your teams. Um, so I know the answer, and I think people know it. But it's interesting to have your perspective on you know why open sourcing a piece of code like that uh, that you know is 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 from your company and and uh, from your teams. Well, uh, our my company Telstra has aligned strategically with Microsoft around mm -hmm. IoT and digital twins, as you know. And so we felt that it was important to involve not just, you know, our internal teams, but also the community. 
Yeah. Uh, so we presented it to our marketing teams, um, and they they approved it um, to, to open source this lib. It's also useful because this we have many libraries that we use internally, but this particular library doesn't require any of our other, th other subsystems. And so it, yeah. it, it's possible to open source it um, and have it be useful. Yeah. So, yeah. Love it. Love it. Jason, that's awesome. If you want to give a try to that library, uh, you can go to this link that we're showing down there, aka.ms slash IoT show slash code first digital twins. Uh, easy enough. Jason, thanks for your time and demo today. Uh, really appreciate, uh, besides you know, presenting uh, the library itself, open sourcing it for the community. Uh, people can contribute, right? PRs, issues are welcome on the, on the repo. Yeah, please do. Awesome. Awesome. Well, thanks everyone for watching the IHO today. Thanks, Jason, again for coming and I uh, hope to see you soon. Bye-bye.